Warning. Listening to the following podcast may result in Disney addiction. User discretion is advised. Hey everybody, it's Ashton. And Miss Kate. And welcome to Dose, Dose of Disney, Disney Season 2. Very nice. Thank you very much. Today's episode is so exciting for me and Kate. It may not be very exciting for you guys, but it's very exciting for us. We are going to be talking about what we're packing for our Disney trip. So excited. Very exciting. You may be asking, Kate, when are you going to Disney? I love that you asked. We are headed to Disney on Monday. Today is Saturday. Yes. So, like, day and a half sort of thing. Pretty much, yeah. Almost two days. Well... To be fair, we, we are leaving very early Monday. Yes. I think very our plane early. takes off at like 5.20. Yeah. So we will be in the airport at like like 3.30 in the morning. Yes. Good stuff. Um, We are so excited. We are staying for four nights, five days. Mm-hmm. And we could not be more excited. I, I love packing because to me, packing means that like it's real yeah, it's and you're almost there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have to pack, it's it's close. I unfortunately am always a late packer. No, I know. I'm trying. I'm gonna do better this time because I'm gonna start packing today because I'm staying at Kate's house on Sunday so we can go to the airport together. But I've got a busy day on Sunday, so I need to just be packed and done. So hopefully, I'll get packed by tonight. <laughs> I'm not gonna put too much pressure on myself though. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I'm like. It'd be it's like, like a week two in weeks advance. in advance. <laughs> Are you already packed? I have some stuff packed. Most of it I can't even pack till Monday morning. So. Yeah. But what I can get packed early, it's already in my suitcase. Oh, there you go. <laughs> my suitcase isn't even out of the closet yet. <laughs> so we're going to be going through what we're packing and what we recommend that you pack. Packing for Disney is a little bit different than packing for any other vacation. Um, there's lots of things that are specific to being in the theme parks all day and things that are specific to being in Disney. So we are going to be going over what we would recommend you pack for your Disney vacation. Let's get started. First and foremost, I would recommend making a packing list. Kate, do you make a list every time you pack? Oh, you know it. Yes. (laughs) Kate's very type A, so we know she makes a list. But especially for Disney, I would recommend making a list and really just sitting down. You can sit down along with this podcast and make sure you've got everything on your list. But just really making sure that you've got everything that you need and you can check it off as you go. It can be very easy to forget things because some of these things are really small that you wouldn't think about. But the reason we say to really focus on it is because... These are small things that you may be able to buy in Disney World when you get there, but the price is going to be a lot Mm -hmm. steeper. So we recommend going ahead and packing it from home um, for the cheaper price and that we already have it when you get to Disney. Also, one thing that I just thought of that isn't like packing per se, but one thing that I think every family should do, especially if you have smaller children, before you even leave the house, make sure that all of your kids, your siblings, whatever, everybody who's on your trip with you has some kind of like emergency contact list or like has your phone number, your parents' phone number, whoever's phone number like memorized. You know, like just make sure that if you do have children with you in the parks, 
they would know how to call you or something if they were to get separated from you in the parks or if the, like a cast member asked for like, hey, do you know your parents' phone number? I don't know, something crazy. They have that memorized and they're not like, oh, I have no idea. Yeah, a big thing with Disney is you want to prepare for safety and it's a big park. There's a lot of kids, lots of parents running around as much as we want to think that it would never happen to us. It might. So just make sure your kids are prepared. Make sure they know um, what, to, what to do if mm-hmm. you guys were to get separated. Um, so I think that's a great point. Um, the next thing I would recommend putting on your packing list, like on the list with you so that you can see it, is I put, I call it a weather box. So, I'm like, confused. The weather box. Oh, okay. So, you literally just put weather, and then you go on the days that you're there. So, you could put day one, day two, whatever. Um, I put like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so on. But you put an up arrow for the high of temperature. A down arrow for the low of temperature, and then off to the side, if there's supposed to be rain, you just put rain next to it. So this gives you a clear indication of what the temperature is going to be like that day. So when you go through to pack your clothes, you're like, okay, this is an outfit I can wear this day. I always recommend planning your outfits, and we'll get to that when we move to clothes. I know like this is different for a lot of like guys. Guys in particular <laughs> literally just pack a whole bunch of things and like, oh, I'll choose when I get there. I don't recommend that for Disney because you're going to be outside so much, you mm-hmm. really want to try and work with the weather instead of just choosing whatever so your weather box should have the day that you're there either day one or monday an up arrow for the high a down arrow for the low and off to the side what the weather will be like rains shine whatever um so that gives you a clear roadmap to whenever you're choosing your pants and your shirt and whatnot for the day so so far, we've got our weather box on our packing list. Let's move on to clothes. When packing your clothes, we recommend a specific layout. So we recommend doing like day one, night one, or like Magic Kingdom, or Hollywood Studios, or Monday. Giving it some sort of title so you know that this day is the day that I plan to wear this. Um, and Kate's going to go over the things that you want to have in that block. So the first thing is just your base layers. Is it a t-shirt kind of day? Is it a hoodie kind of day? Make sure that if you are planning on going to the park, especially on a day where it's supposed to be super hot outside, but maybe a little bit cooler at night, don't go ahead and throw on like a sweatshirt and long sleeve tee, you know, like fleece lined sweatpants because you will be burning up You want to have at noon. flexible outfits. So you want to have things that you can change from cool too warm so for instance like if it's a high of 80 during the day you want to wear bike shorts and a short sleeve shirt and then at night it gets down to 52 Mm -hmm. maybe carry some sweatpants so you can throw them over your bike shorts because bike shorts are pretty tight or bring a sweatshirt that you can throw on top or something like that something where you can really flex and change your outfit with the weather um but obviously you're going to be carrying it with you to the park unless Mm -hmm. you have time to go back to your room um so make sure it's also something that's easily packable to me it's easier to add layers than to remove them yes so i always say wear like a light layer and worst case you throw on a jacket you throw on a pair of sweatpants or something i see people all the time will like be wearing like those really heavy big oversized sweatshirts to magic kingdom when it's noon and sunny and i'm like no, especially if you're going during like the the summertime where it gets super 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 hot down there. Please you're do going not. During June or July, do not take a sweatshirt at all. You're not no. going to need it. Even at night, it's no. beautiful at night. It's it's hot. 
it's still hot at night. <laughs> yeah, if you're going from like any time to like May, I'd say to like September, you're not going to need a jacket at all. You're not going to need a jacket. You're not going to need a sweatshirt. You're not going to need long pants. None of the above. Honestly, you want to wear as least clothing as possible. <laughs> um, don't go naked. But... Well, on that topic, should we address the whole Disney, the dress code thing that everyone's talking about? Yeah. So a lot of people, I'm sure you've seen it on TikTok. They end up like, Disney's like, oh, you can't wear that shirt. So they give them a free t-shirt mm-hmm. voucher. I think I figured out what kind of shirt it is it's not necessarily crop tops it's not necessarily tank tops it's shirts that are held together with a tie yeah i have heard that you don't want shirts that like have like a halter neck where they tie or shirts that have like not like buttons in the middle but like a tie like the shoes like the shoelace look yeah yeah but i have heard now they have stopped giving out free t-shirts and instead will fine you or can even remove you from the park oh it's because People were like, oh, I can just go wear this scandalous top and I'll get a free t-shirt. Well, mm-hmm. Disney's smarter than that. And they know yeah. that if everyone starts doing it, then no one can do it. So, yeah. So now no one can get a free t-shirt. Thanks to TikTok. Thank you, TikTok. But yeah, make sure that you're mindful of the clothes that you choose um, and that they're not going to be something where Disney's like, oh, that doesn't necessarily seem right. And I guess their theory is like if it's a tie or something, what if it comes loose mm-hmm. on a ride and then you end up flashing all of these kids on this ride? Not Do not necessar- traumatize these children. Yes, not necessarily the Disney experience we <laughs> want. Yep, so make sure you're following all of the dress code of Disney. It's definitely something to keep in mind, but I feel like most of us are going to be able to understand what we can and can't wear. Yeah. If you have to question it, Probably shouldn't wear it. Okay, so for each day, you want to pack pants, a shirt, shoes, and then a layer to add if needed. Right. So by layer, it could be jacket or sweatpants, sweatshirt, whatever. So I recommend going by that template. So you want to find the pants you're going to wear, the shirt Mm -hmm. you're going to wear, so on, so forth. And remember to refer to your weather box when you choose these. But you need to make sure you have the base layer for each day. That being said, I also recommend bringing two extra outfits, so two extra, like, base layers, pants, shirt, shoes, whatever, for every four days that you are on your vacation. So, for instance, Kate and I are only staying four days, so I'm only going to bring two extra outfits. And I recommend this because some days you're just like, "Mm, I don't want to wear this. Some days the weather doesn't cooperate as predicted. You have to be able to change your plans to fit the weather best because you want to be as comfortable as possible. Mm -hmm. So, I always make sure to bring two extra outfits just in case. Right. And one thing that I think people, like, sometimes forget, I think in Disney, well, theme parks in general, it is better to dress for comfort and not for looks, really. I learned that the hard way. Also, this is a good time to decide if you plan to change outfits from day to night. So if you plan to wear something different during the day and something different at night, this is Mm -hmm. a good time to kind of figure that out. One thing I will add, make sure that you're planning, like, laundry around your trip. So don't wait to do laundry, like, the day that you leave. Yeah. I would do it at the most two days before you leave because you want to make sure that you have plenty of undergarments, the t-shirts you want to wear are clean, that you're not missing anything or that you're going to be without anything that you think you have, but, oh, I forgot to wash it, so now it's dirty and I can't wash it because I don't have time now. I will say... There's also something to keep in mind. I'm pretty sure all Disney resorts have a dry cleaning service or like a laundry room that you can use. I know for me and Kate specifically, we're going to be staying at Saratoga Springs. 
And if you stay in a villa, then you actually have a washer and dryer in your room. That's nice. Um, But it really depends on where you're staying. But in the event that something happens and you need to wash your clothes immediately, that you need to rewear them, or there's a stain that you need to give attention to immediately, just know that is there for you. It's nice. Let's talk about underwear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. Took me a little bit by surprise there. Um, so I recommend bringing two pairs of underwear per day. So if you're staying for 10 days, you need to bring 20 pairs of underwear. And I know that seems excessive. <laughs> but listen, I have this terrible, like, thought in my head. I'm like, okay, what if I pee my pants all day? Like, Just I'm, all day? Yeah. Like, what if I accidentally take a number two in my pants? <laughs> like, what am I going to do? So, I always rather would come prepared than not. I mean, honestly, you can use this to your discretion, but I recommend two per day because you never know what's going to happen. Also, two per day socks, especially if you plan on doing a ride where you could get wet, like Splash Mountain or the River Rapids. Or it's super hot and your feet right. get sweaty. Or wet socks is like the grossest feeling ever. No, not for Disney, not forever. Gross socks are out. I would also like to mention, Sports bras are better than regular bras for this type of vacation. As I said before, comfort over looks. Yes, for sure. So even if it makes you look like you have a uniboob, it's fine. It's fine. Just roll with it because you're going to be comfortable. And if you're anything like me, I get super sweaty at Disney World. It literally doesn't even matter what temperature it is. I can guarantee on the coldest day, I'm going to be sweating. And Kate's going to be like, are you okay? The answer is no. Um, also, make sure that you have two pairs of tennis shoes that you can go back and mm-hmm. forth between that you know are comfortable. Yes. 100%. Some that you've broken in, you know they're going to be comfortable, and then you want two pairs of nice shoes. Kate, what do we mean by nice shoes? <laughs> so, first and foremost, when we say nice shoes, we don't mean heels. Never wear heels to a theme park. Please, just don't do it. I'm looking at Ashton right now. <laughs> She's done it. And we paid the price, so. We did. I'm eating, by the way. We're just always eating or drinking or doing something. Oh, it's honestly me. You're never eating or drinking. Well, I have, that, I have the cup. Well, yeah, but you don't talk with your mouth full like I do. <laughs> I'll, I'll, like, gurgle my drink while I record. Anyways. <laughs> but nice shoes could be just, like, a fancier sandal that you know it's going to be comfy. Or just a shoe to me that's not, like, a tennis shoe that looks nice. But it isn't going to, like, rub a weird spot of, like, your ankle or your toes. Or it's not going to, like, you know, again, cause you to be, like, limping when you get back to your room that night. Here's something I would recommend. So, in, I'd like to say most of your rooms, you can control the temperature. Now, when I go and it's hot outside, I normally keep the room freezing. Because I'm mm-hmm. always hot. Kate is always cold. But to be fair, I actually like it when it's freezing at night. I like to sleep yeah. when it's really cold. I prefer to sleep when it's really cold. So pack your PJs accordingly. If you have an Ashton traveling with you, you're going to need, like, good warm PJs. And if you are an Ashton, pack shorts and a t-shirt and you should be fine. So the first thing I would pack, just to make sure you definitely, you know, want to have with you when you travel, is a toothbrush and toothpaste. And one thing that I invested in a few years ago, it's like one of those little... It's like a, not a toothbrush holder, but it's a cap you put over the bristles so they don't, like, brush your bag while you're traveling and stuff. Like, dunk on your toothbrush. Yeah. Um. Also, Target makes, like, travel to, if you go to, like, their travel section, they have little travel toothbrushes that, like, fold over. That's nice. So, I've got one of those that I normally take. <laughs> Nothing. 
I also have an electric toothbrush that has a cover, so I can take my electric toothbrush if mm-hmm. I want. But really, it just it's up to you on you know how you want to travel. But always have some sort of cover for your toothbrush mm-hmm. um, because you want to make sure no germs, nothing like that's going to get on your toothbrush while you're traveling. When in doubt, if you don't have a cover, put your toothbrush in a Ziploc bag. Yeah. Next up is hairstyling tools. So these are things like your straighteners, your curlers, your hairbrush, your combs, whatever it is that you need for styling. Minus a hairdryer. Disney resorts, if you're staying on Disney property, and honestly, most hotels provide a hairdryer for you, Mm -hmm. and that's one less bulky item that you have to pack. So make sure you keep that in mind, unless you're just like super picky about your hairdryer, I would recommend just leaving yours at home and using the one that they have. Yeah. When it comes to the hair styling products, like Ashton mentioned, the um, like any kind of curling iron or flat iron or whatever it is, if you are flying, TSA is picky about what kinds of batteries and things you can have powering your tools. So if you have a question about whether or not you can fly with those items, make sure you check out TSA's website on what you can put in your checked bag versus your carry-on. Because, no, right. they're picky about lithium batteries. So. Yeah. Well, most hair styling tools are plug-in, like they're right. outlets, so um, hopefully that wouldn't apply. But one thing that definitely does apply and goes along with hair styling tools is your hairsprays, mm-hmm. your dry shampoos. I'm pretty sure you can take aerosol cans like on a plane, but it has to be under three fluid ounces, correct? I know any kind of liquid has to be contained under three fluid ounces, and your total liquids can't exceed 68 fluid ounces. So as long as you're staying under that 68 and each item is staying under three, you should be fine. But they are picky about what they'll allow in terms of aerosol cans. So again, if you have a question on whether or not you can fly with that item, please go check out TSA's website. They have pages and pages and pages of items that you can and cannot fly with. Yeah, for sure. Next, bring your makeup. If you wear makeup, park makeup is going to be different than your everyday makeup. Yes. You're not going to want to do as much as you normally do because mm-hmm. if it's hot, you're going to be sweating it off. But with your makeup, make sure you bring sunscreen. Make sure you yes. bring sunscreen for your face and for your body. That's going to be really important. Also, bring your skincare. If you have skincare, mm-hmm. um, I would recommend. So, like, for instance, if you know that you take, like, a pea size of your cleanser every night when you clean your face and you're going to be there for four nights put four pea size amounts in a container. I wouldn't bring your entire bottle if you don't have to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Just something I would recommend um, because there's chances that TSA could take it if they're like, oh no, we don't want you to bring this or you could lose it, et cetera, et cetera. And I know some skincare can be really expensive. So right. I recommend just bringing the amount that you're going to need. And it's also going to save you space when you're packing because you're not going to have a bunch of big canisters or bottles in your luggage. And also when it comes to taking things that are more expensive or could possibly break, you want to make sure that you're being careful about what goes in your checked bag versus your carry-on. Especially, so if you haven't heard recently, Southwest, which we're actually flying Southwest, um, they've been in a lot of trouble because they canceled a ton of flights around late December, around the holidays, and a lot of these flights that were canceled, they also lost like everyone's luggage. I know people who have been missing luggage for like almost three weeks now because of all this stuff going on. So make sure if you were to lose your luggage, which it can happen whenever you're flying, not just if you're flying Southwest, it can happen whenever, that you aren't going to be super, super upset if you were to lose something in that luggage and you never get it back. So any valuable items you want to put in your carry-on, not your checked bag. 
Right. Um, so definitely something to keep in mind. Also, make sure you bring your deodorant and your perfume. Like we said, if it's a breakable perfume, I would recommend switching it to they have little travel size perfume, um, like canisters that you can take from your actual bottle, put into a smaller bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some. If you need one, I've got some. Um, but you could also do what my husband does. He just takes travel sizes. Like, mm-hmm. I get, like, travel size from Sephora when I buy things. So, mm-hmm. he just takes, like, the little travel ones because you're really not going to need – you just need, like, a spritz yeah. a day. So, it's not going to be too much. So, I would recommend taking a travel size, a sample size, whatever it is. Um, I would not recommend taking your entire perfume bottle no. because you also run the risk of it breaking or leaking in your suitcase. And then all of your items have this super fragrant – smell that's going to be really overwhelming yeah along with toiletries you're not going to need a lot of shower products so this really does depend on personal preference but for me i never ever bring shampoo conditioner or body wash or lotion because disney resorts this is if you're staying on disney property disney resorts actually have h2o products in their hotel rooms and i personally really love the h2o products i love them for my hair i find that they don't strip my color the fragrances aren't too much for me and they do the job of cleaning my hair and adding moisture back with the conditioner so i use their products kate do you use H2O products or do you take your own? I've never used their like their provided products before. I would have to check it out. Um, so right now, like when we leave on Monday, I'll probably just take my own stuff. But again, like Ash mentioned earlier, don't take your entire collection of shampoo and conditioner when you go. If you do decide to bring your own, again, just make sure it's under three fluid ounces and you don't eat a ton. I mean, it's under three fluid ounces if you're taking it in your carry on. Yeah. So I would just recommend like. You don't need a ton, especially if you're only going for less than a week. You shouldn't be lathering, you know, handfuls of shampoo and conditioner on your hair every night. So I always think, so if I need one pump of conditioner, one pump of shampoo per night, I'll pack, like if if we're there for four nights, I'll pack five pumps. So like a little bit extra if I just happen to use more than I planned or something. But you don't need a lot. And I always end up taking too much shampoo and conditioner. But yeah, I am interested to try the H2O products. Going off of like toiletries and everything, anything that you don't want to have to buy, mm-hmm. you need to bring. So um, if you're a lady and you are on your cycle for the month, make sure you bring pads and tampons because they're going to be pretty expensive at the hotel or at a Disney store. Anything that you don't want to have to buy, just go ahead and bring it from home because the price is going to be a lot higher because it's a theme park. Um, Make sure you're bringing all medications that you need. So these are all of your daily medications that you might need. These are any Tylenol, ibuprofen, extra medicines that you need. And if you do have daily medications, make sure to bring one to two extra days worth in case you drop your pills on the floor, lose your pills in your bag, whatever it is. Make sure you're bringing all the medication that you might need. Especially if you're flying internationally, like let's say you're from the U.S., but you're visiting Disneyland Paris, Disneyland Tokyo, etc., or vice versa. Make sure that you are packing medications properly. Um, TSA is really picky about what your medications can and cannot be in if you are flying internationally. They will crack down on things like that. So if you just have your ibuprofen in a Ziploc bag, you're going to get checked. Like you're, They're definitely going to pull you aside and check your bag. So make sure that you're taking precautions of how you pack a medication because they can also take it from you if they you know suspect that it could be something else other than your medication so just a heads up 
That being said, you also want to make sure that you have a first aid kit of some sort. This can just be a little kit with a few band-aids and Neosporin in it, but making sure that you have um, some sort of first aid because, again, you don't want to have to buy these when you're in the parks or at the resort. They're going to be a little bit higher, so I always recommend just bringing a few band-aids, a few alcohol swabs, and a small canister of Neosporin. Mm-hmm. Also make sure you bring tissues or blotting paper. I know for me, especially right now, it's like allergy season and it's winter, so our noses are running. Make sure you bring your own tissues. Um, And I always recommend blotting sheets if you tend to get oily or if you tend to get sweaty throughout the day. Make sure you bring blotting sheets or tissue. This next one's a big one for me, and that is chapstick and hand sanitizer, especially in the parks. Yes, Yes, I agree. Hand sanitizer is a big one. I do believe Disney still has like their hand sanitizer stations throughout the parks mm-hmm. and throughout the rides, but it's always a good idea to bring your own um, mm-hmm. so that you can sanitize before and after meals. I want you to really think about this. Every time you get on a ride, you're touching a handlebar, you're touching like the rails to get like through that throughout the queue. Like mm-hmm. I know for me when I'm walking through a queue, I can't help but not like touch the bars as i walk like <laughs> yeah. and i'm also some of the cues are interactive like yeah um, in haunted mansion or big thunder like i can't help but touch them i'm a child especially if there's a button if there's a button i'm pushing the button yeah so you want to make sure that you're sanitizing and or i mean really it's best to wash your hands but making sure that you are taking good hygiene precautions before and after you eat and before and after you get on rides making sure not to touch your face etc etc so bringing your own hand sanitizer that's going to be easy to get to in a convenient location is key to making sure that you stay healthy and happy on your Disney vacation. Yes. Also make sure you are bringing hair accessories. So these are hair ties, elastics, clips, whatever it is, and making sure you're taking them to the park with you. Mm -hmm. If you plan on wearing your hair down, maybe you'll change your mind throughout the day, but you want to make sure to be prepared. Yes. Some toiletries are going to be specific to you and your family, so make sure that you really think about those and take those into account whenever you're making your list. Um, But I think that's it for me and Kate. So now we're going to move on to just miscellaneous extras that you need specifically for a Disney vacation. In the parks, if you're traveling, especially with children, and you're going to have extra stuff to carry with you, you want to have a bag with you that fits Disney's bag requirements. Mm -hmm. So don't bring like a full backpack in because it will mostly be too big. I think it's like TSA sizes, isn't it? Like, don't don't bring like a full, yeah, don't bring a suitcase into Disney. But make sure you do have, if you want to pack a lot, that you are packing a lot, but in your bag, that's not going to be, yeah. yeah, inappropriate in Disney or like not fit the requirements that Disney security has passed. They don't have like super intense requirements, but it's it's really more for you. Just remember, you're going to have to be carrying this throughout the parks. So if you don't, if you're not going to need a huge backpack, then don't bring one. For instance, me and Kate are traveling together. We're adults. We're not going to need a huge mm-hmm. backpack full of baby wipes and diapers and whatnot. <laughs> so, yeah, we're like on the fanny pack range where yeah. we're sitting at. Yeah, we're like small backpack to fanny pack range, depending on what's going on. I will say, if it were the summertime, like June or July, we would be taking a backpack because we would have bottle of water in there. We would mm-hmm. have fans. Like we would have a lot more. But since we're going during January, it's going to be relatively cool, so we're probably not going to need as much. And there's also a reminder, smaller bags do fit easier, like, on rides. So, if you don't want to have somebody watch your bag while you're on the ride, and I know Disney does have lockers, but they're kind of first come, first serve. So, make sure that if you don't have anywhere to keep a bigger bag, like a backpack-sized bag, while you're on the ride, you could take a smaller bag because they will fit in those little, like, bag slips they have. Um, and by your feet. 
Yeah. But just make sure you're also thinking ahead for that. And don't put things on your bag that can get, like, hooked on something. Like, don't put your favorite Disney pin on your bag because it could get lost. It could fall off. It could get hooked and pull on something. Really think about your comfort level and your needs. Now, if you're somebody who needs to bring a lot of medication with you, definitely bring what you need. You really need to think about your specific needs throughout the day. Like when you're doing your everyday thing at home, what are things that you absolutely have to do? And then think about like your needs comfort level. If you know you have a bad back, don't bring a huge backpack (laughs) to carry on your back the whole time. Don't pack 20 pounds of things to bring into Disney with you. Right. So um, just really take into account like what you're going to need specifically. Something else, if you know for a fact you're going to be buying souvenirs in the parks, save room in your bag for those souvenirs. Unless you're buying like a really big item that you just have to kind of carry with you. If you do end up buying ears or a t-shirt, you can probably fit that in your bag if you wanted to. So just make sure you have that in mind. Also with your carry-on on your way. Again, if you're flying, make sure that you are saving room in your carry-on for possible souvenirs that are coming back with you, especially if they are breakable. You don't want to risk them breaking in your checked bag. Correct. Um, And also, I always recommend if you are going to, like, let's say you're going to Magic Kingdom, you know you're going to be riding a bunch of rides, I would recommend saving your shopping till right before you leave. That way you don't have to carry around all these big bags if you know for sure that you're going to end up getting something. And one fun fact, so when the park quote-unquote closes for the night if you don't want to be in that big rush of people going to the buses to the monorail to the sky tram or whatever the they will actually so disney will keep the stores open for about 30 minutes after closing meaning that you can go hang out do some shopping and whatnot for around 30 minutes while the crowds kind of empty out and you're not waiting for a bus for an hour Don't forget to bring your mouse ears. Yes. If you have any mouse ears, don't forget to bring them. I remember one trip. I think it was my husband and I's honeymoon. I had forgotten all of my mouse ears at home. So I ended up just buying like one pair and wearing those throughout the trip. But don't forget your mouse ears. Those are so fun and Mm -hmm. so important. And especially if you plan them with your outfits, put them with your outfits so that you remember to pack them. And make sure you pack them um, in a way that they won't get super smushed um, in the bags or anything. So kind of just be like creative when you're packing them. Don't forget your magic bands. Um, So Disney has this new rule where all magic bands you've purchased in the past are connected to your account and can be used on your vacation. So they no longer provide free magic bands when you book your vacation. You do have to buy them. If you have them, I would recommend bringing them because magic bands can get very expensive, especially if you get the magic band plus. Um, So you definitely want to bring your own. I know I've got a few different magic bands, so and, and they're all connected to your account, so you can switch out your magic band throughout the day if you'd like. So that's what I would recommend when it comes to magic bands, but if you have them, you really don't want to buy them unless you have planned for that and have put that in your budget. And plus, you can actually use your band as a key to get into your hotel room at Disney, so it makes getting in and out of your room so much easier than getting your card out of your bag and swiping it. Like All you do, you go up to your door, you scan your band, and you're in, which I think is so cool. Yeah. Your magic band is pretty much like your your mecca for everything at Disney. Mm-hmm. You use it to get in your room. You can use it to get in your parks. You can use it to charge things to your room. You can use it to get your photo pass. Like, 
your magic band does a lot. It has your lightning lanes, your individual lanes, etc., etc. I always recommend having a magic band rather than just like the regular park pass and room key. That's just me. But no, I'm the same way. Yeah. Now, Magic Band Plus, I have not used Magic Band Plus, so I really can't say like the the benefits of having Magic Band Plus. Personally, I'd like just the regular Magic Band. They're less bulky and I like the designs better. Yeah, I agree. So one thing that I kind of like to have, especially if I'm flying, is just something to keep myself busy on the plane, like a book, but especially like AirPods or something, especially if they're the noise canceling AirPods and you're on the flight because every flight has one, a crying baby. I don't know who distributes the crying babies to all these flights, but they always have one. And I guarantee you, even though Ash and I will be flying at 520 a.m., there will somehow be a crying baby on that flight. And I love noise cancellation equipment when you're on a flight like that because it makes it just a little bit more tolerable. Um, I also will be bringing my iPad because that's how I like to watch movies and TV shows on my flight because it's a bigger screen than my phone and it can sit up better in the case. So just bringing all of your tech accessories, your AirPods, your iPads, all chargers for anything that you have electronic. Now, it's really important to keep this in mind because you're going to have chargers for your portable charger. So you have your portable charger, but there's a charger that goes to that that charges the charger. So make sure you have that. Make sure you have your phone charger. Make sure you have your iPad charger. Make sure you have your fan charger if you're taking a portable fan. Um, this way, nothing dies on you, and then you're like, well, what do I do now? Make sure you have all of your tech accessories, and also, I know Amazon sells, like, little tech, kind of, like, tech accessory bags, like, just little holders. Oh, like, oh, cases. That's it. A tech, like, accessory case, like a charging cable case, and you can put all of your charging cables in one spot. I have one, and it works out really well for me. Make sure you bring sunglasses. Yes. It gets sunny. Now, don't wear them on a ride. Like, the number of times I've seen people, like, oh, I lost my sunglasses. Can you go get them, like, to a cast member? Like, yeah, that cast member's just going to go out on Everest and go retrieve your sunglasses from the car tracks. Like, yeah, that's totally normal. No, it's not. They will not go get your sunglasses for you if you lose them. Don't bring expensive ones. They could break. If you have a nice pair of Oakleys or something, don't take them to Disney. You can lose them, they could break, and then you just lost a couple hundred dollars because you went to Disney with Oakley's. Make sure you're bringing cheap sunglasses to wear. Poncho! I am astounded by the number of people that do not bring rain gear to Disney. And it's, it's Orlando, it's Florida, it's tropical. And when it rains at Disney, it doesn't just rain. It pours. Like, it is a torrential downpour. You've got to be prepared. Well, the good thing about raining in areas like Florida, most times it only lasts 30 minutes sometimes. Now, if you're like in a big storm storm, then yeah, you may be done for the day. But the best advice I could give to somebody is don't run from the rain. Throw on your rain jacket, throw on your poncho, and wait it out because it will be gone in like 15 minutes. And also it's the best time to go do things because other yes. people do like to run from the rain. And they will close some rides because there are some rides that can't operate in the rain. Um, but making sure you have your ponchos. Ponchos, I think, are better than like rain jackets because they mm -hmm. cover your entire body. Mm -hmm. Also, if you're a person like you don't like wet shoes, you can bring some flip-flops in your bag to throw on when it rains so that your tennis shoes don't get wet. Um, but you don't want to have to buy a poncho in the park. They're like, what, $25 in the park? It's, it's I don't insane. I even want to know how much they cost. It's insane. They're like $15 to $25 in the park, and you can get a poncho for like $5. 
normally so yeah pretty much anywhere walmart target amazon yeah yeah they can be really really cheap so you definitely don't want to have to buy one in the park and they especially jack up the price like when they know that you're gonna need a poncho like when we know that people need a poncho they're gonna be like okay people are definitely gonna buy this they're gonna need this so let's make it twenty dollars today yeah they can just do like whatever they want to with prices and they will if they can charge it they will Make sure you are bringing all forms of identification with you. This is, goes for the flight. This goes for Disney. This goes for check-in. All of the above. If you've got a passport, bring your passport. Bring your ID. I always like to bring two forms of identification with me everywhere I go. Um, just in case. You never know. So always bring your ID. Bring your passport. And make sure you bring any health documents that may be necessary to you. I always, always, always bring my insurance card everywhere that I go. You never know what's going to happen when you're on vacation, so I always bring my insurance card, like my health insurance card with me. Um, or if you specifically have a medical condition that requires some form of documentation or record, make sure you bring that with you. You just want to be prepared. So when it comes to money for the parks, I know I'm a big fan of either using my card or I know right now there's like Apple Pay. You can link stuff up to your phone and just scan your phone and things like that. I just, at this point, I mean, we're in 2023. You shouldn't be bringing a ton of cash with you really anywhere. But I guess in Disney, you could leave some cash aside just for worst case scenario if you were to lose your card or something like that. But don't bring $500 in, you know, $50 bills when you go to Disney World. Yeah. I always recommend bringing some cash, though, because you're going to have bell services if they bring up your bags. You want to be able to tip them. Um, if you like the Mirrors transportation bus on your way to and from Disney, you want to be able to tip them. So I always bring like $5 bills to be able to tip people in cash. But when it comes to like purchasing things in the park, a lot of people are not going to use cash. And generally, it moves faster if you don't use cash. So definitely keep that in mind you do want to bring some cash but you definitely want to bring a card i always say to bring a credit card just in case bring some sort of credit card that has a decent limit on it so that you know it, whatever it is in case you have to go to the hospital in case your luggage gets lost and you have to buy new clothes make sure you bring a credit card something that you can put money on in case of an emergency another thing that I don't usually do this, but it's a good idea just to keep this in mind if you do travel a lot. Let your bank know if you're about to leave the state or leave the country for a while. I know a lot of apps, like there's like apps for Capital One and things like that, will actually alert you on your phone. Like, oh, we have a weird purchase from Orlando. Is this you? But just make sure if you don't get alerts like that or you just want to be safe and sorry, you don't want your card getting canceled on you while you're in Disney World, let your bank know, hey, I'm going to be in Orlando from this date to this date. So don't freak out if you see a $100 purchase at World of Disney on the 9th, you know? Yep. I guess the last piece of advice I would give to people when traveling to Disney, or this is just really for anywhere, any kind of traveling at all. Just make sure you're bringing things that you either can keep track of or that you won't mind losing. So don't take your nicest bracelet, your nicest ring, you know, your big fancy diamond earrings to Disney World. I like to dress nice sometimes, like if we're going to Tony's or if we're having like a nice, just relaxing afternoon, park hopping, going to some deluxe resorts. But just make sure you're not bringing a ton of nice, expensive things. Again, especially if you choose not to pack them in your carry-on and your luggage gets lost. Just be responsible when packing and pack for you, but also pack for Disney. Mm-hmm. 
Overall, I think that's pretty much all of our advice that we have when it comes to packing. The last biggest tip is to really think about you, your family, and your situation when you're packing. Um, some of the things that work for us may not work for you, vice versa. So really make sure that you're taking your personal situation into account, but don't forget the basics. Also, kind of random, if you are flying, make sure you weigh your bag before you go up to get, like, your boarding pass and things like that before they take your bag to put in, like, the cargo hold. I know some airlines will charge you more for bags that don't fit that, like, 50-pound limit or, like, that 70-pound limit or whatever. So, if you're worried that your bag might be a little bit too heavy and you don't want to pay, like, what is it, like, 100-something bucks or 50 bucks if it's too much or something like that. What I would do is, if you have a scale at home, zero out your scale, and then you stand on it, so you have your weight, and then you pick up your bag, and then you can do some math from there and figure out how much your bag weighs. They do make bag, like suitcase scales. I know my mom has one, but I normally just wing it. Some suitcases now, especially if they're newer, they have like a weight indicator on them. That's smart. That's a good idea. Like when you pick up the bag, if it's over 50 pounds, like over the TSA limit, it'll light up red. Hmm. Also, don't lock your bag. So if your bag has one of those zippers on it that can lock in like you have like a passcode or a key to open it, mm -hmm. don't do that if you're flying. Because if they need to get into your bag for whatever reason, they will just cut the lock. They will do anything to get in your bag. So unless you want your bag to be like mangled then just don't lock it. Just be prepared to have it like beaten up. I think for our question on this episode is going to be, what did we miss? Is there something we missed in this packing list that you would recommend to other Disney goers? If so, please put it in the question. And for the poll, do you take a carry-on or do you check your bag? Well, I, I do both. I feel like it's hard to not bring a carry-on. I don't know. Maybe if you're like, like an advanced packer, one of those, like... I rarely bring a carry-on. What? Well, I mean, like, I bring, like, a personal bag. Like, a oh. bag with, like, my iPad and stuff. But I don't, like, bring, like, a carry-on suitcase. Yeah, I always sit, like, a, a backpack. I don't have one of those, like, mini suitcases. Yeah. Like, I never put my bag in, like, the overhead bins. I never do that. Let us know. Are you one of those people that's like, I'm terrified my bag is going to get lost, so I just pack everything in a little carry-on? Or do you check your bag? I'm a checker. I really put my faith in the the airlines. Let's yeah. Let's hope that doesn't come back to bite me. Well, next time we see you guys, it will be after our trip. So we will get to dive into all the amazing things that happen while on our trip. Yes, we get to do a huge vacation recap and we are so excited. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure to go listen to our other episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And we'll, we'll see, see you real soon. soon.